May our thoughts, words, and actions be holy and acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our reading from the Gospel this morning, from the Gospel of Luke, takes place right before Jesus' ascension, right before Jesus goes back up into heaven. In the Gospel of Luke, it's his last visit with his disciples, his last speech to them. We find them all together in a place, and suddenly Jesus appears among them. And although his first words are, peace be with you, they're startled and terrified. Those of us, 2,000 years later, when reading this passage, maybe are perhaps bemused at this reaction. It seems a very strange reaction to me, terror and fear. I mean, how could they really be afraid? Why did they think they were seeing a ghost? They'd seen the empty tomb. Jesus had appeared to the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Surely, by that point, they must have known what was going on, or that something was going on, but they react as if they had no clue whatsoever. Their first response is terror, as if a ghost had come among them to spread mischief. And Jesus reassures them, He tells them everything is okay. He proves to them that he's not a ghost, that he is indeed bodily, physically resurrected, and among them in the same body that walks on the side of lake shores, through the streets of cities, through towns and fields. It's present right there with him. He invites them to touch and see to feel his flesh and his bones, to touch the realness of him, to see the wounds in his hands and his feet, to witness that he is still incarnate, that he is still embodied and truly present with them. Then he does something strange. He asks them for something to eat. Or perhaps not strange, perhaps very normal. But it doesn't seem that he asks them because he's hungry, rather as a further proof of his physicality. A ghost can't eat. A spirit can't consume things. Only something real and substantive can eat food. And so we have this little story here. And it appears that Jesus goes through a lot of trouble asserting his continued humanity and his bodily, physical resurrection. Seems a little out of place. Why is this so important to Jesus? Why does it matter? Why is it essential that Jesus was raised in body from the dead? Wouldn't the proof of a spiritual resurrection be just as powerful? Wouldn't Jesus' spirit appearing and talking to them be just as miraculous? What's really going on here? I think 
heart of the point of this story is that a purely spiritual resurrection would have meant something different from the physical, bodily resurrection of Jesus. In early Christianity, there were many debates about how to follow the way. What early Christianity was called was the way. They were arguing about how to live a Christian life. Understandings were influenced by the prevailing ways of thinking of the time, the cultures from which people came, and who they were as people. When reading the early thinkers of Christianity, we see Hebrew thoughts and Greek philosophy and Roman culture all coming together to try and make sense of what it means to be a Christian. All of these things help to shape the interpretation of what it means to live and be followers of Jesus. So in some ways, the larger question that's being addressed here is the relationship between the body and the spirit and or the soul in Christian understanding. If Jesus had just been raised spiritually, then the message of our faith would be that what was of utmost importance is the spirit. That all that matters is the spiritual self, that ineffable part of who we are. The focus of our life would be on fostering our spirit, paying sole attention to the things that encourage our spirit to grow towards liberation. We would have a single laser-like focus on that. And the physical things of this world wouldn't matter. They wouldn't be of concern theologically. We wouldn't preach about them in church. We would just have to talk about things pertaining to the Spirit. Maybe we would just focus more on the esoteric. Salvation would become something internal, isolated to the self. Our faith would become bound up in the self, in the internal. We could forget the world around us, turn inwards, blind ourselves to the needs of those around us, because only the Spirit was resurrected. Flesh was not redeemed. But that's not what happened. Jesus wasn't just raised spiritually, but physically as well. This whole bodily resurrection proclaims that the body matters. What happens in this material world matters. Poverty, hunger, people torn apart by war and violence, victims of oppression matter just as much as existential angst and sorrow, despair, and the musings pertaining to the Spirit. Because the disciples were able to touch and see the risen Jesus, because he ate among them, we are still concerned with this world. We're still responsible for this world. 
I think this is part of why the bodily resurrection is so important and why Jesus goes to such lengths to prove that he is more than just a mere ghost. It matters. The bodily resurrection is important. He furthers this by not adding any new teachings. Rather, he affirms what he has already taught them. He says, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. The teachings don't change, but the disciples' understanding of them changes. They become more dynamic. They can see what was going on. The resurrection doesn't alter what Jesus taught. It doesn't supplant Christ's lessons. They are still in effect. The poor, the hungry, and the weeping are still blessed. And the warning to the rich, the full, and the laughing still exist. Jesus spends most of his time talking about how we live in the world, how we live well with each other, how we live well with God, how we live well with ourselves. And the resurrection doesn't change any of that. Spirit and body matter. The coming of the kingdom of God and this world matter because of Jesus' bodily, physical, total resurrection. New life is brought to all parts of humanity. Along similar lines of thinking, perhaps another part of what's going on here is that Jesus' humanity didn't end with the cross. If Jesus was only resurrected in spirit, then the body was discarded, but the tomb was empty. The body wasn't there, and humanity's imprint on the divine didn't end with death, but was redeemed, was perfected, was resurrected. And so there's something really profound here. Just like you and just like me, our God carries wounds etched into the body, wounds that can be seen and touched. There is no part of the human experience that's foreign to our God. Even the most painful moments are still present there for us to see. All that we are, all that we live through, all that we are becoming is the province of the Holy. Everything. Our God understands our pain, our sorrow, our frustration, our anxieties, because Jesus was raised with scars in His hands and in His feet. And in his side. This is the good news today on this third Sunday of Easter. Jesus was raised in spirit and in body. Alleluia. All of who we are, not just some arbitrary parts we call spiritual matter to God. Every part of our world matters to God. 
And our God understands us. Our God understands who we are and cares for us and has compassion for us. Because our God bears you.